a little different spin on that. What did you come? What did you bring to the service? We're always expecting something. You know, God wants us to bring something as well, and so uh, we we want to bring our uh, bring Him worship, honor, and praise this morning. And um, going to have Pastor Mike preaching to us this morning, and uh, excited about that. Just pray for him and uh, let the Lord would fill him up. And as we sing, everything we do, we just want to reflect. Uh, what we think about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and, and Him be magnified in everything we do this morning. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll begin our service. Lord, we thank You uh, this day, Lord, for the beautiful day and everything that you've, you've done for us and just who You are. Thank You for salvation and just thank You for, uh, thank you for Mike Wells that, that has, has taught Your precepts and truths and uh, the true gospel uh, that you have delivered to us, Lord. I just uh, thank you for him and his family, God. Just pray today that whatever we do, uh, we wouldn't get caught up in in the moment, but we get caught up in you and, and what you've done for us. And I just pray for the whole service that, that we would just honor and magnify you in everything we do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please stand as we sing. Jesus 
right, turn around and wave to the people around you at this time. We have special music by Mr. Steven and Maddie Dalton. Before we get started, I uh, just want to say that we're going to put the uh, lyrics on the screen because uh, that's the most important thing about any song is the lyrics. Would you agree with that? And so uh, to honor the Lord first and foremost, and, but to honor the pastor and, and what he's taught us and preached to us for the last 10 years, how fitting would it be to have a song with nothing but the gospel in it? Uh, if we don't know where the gospel is found by now, something's wrong with us, right? But uh, just pay attention to the lyrics. And if you don't know Christ the Savior today, I pray today would be the day. You 
have saved my life, brought me from the darkness into glorious life. There is nothing stronger than the wonder-working power of the blood, the blood that calls the sons and daughters. We are ransomed by our Father through the blood, the blood. There is nothing stronger than the wonder-working power of the blood, the blood that calls the sons and daughters. We are ransomed by a Father through the blood, the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious life. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to have, uh, think of a couple things to, just to thank God for. Thankful for the blood applied. Um, just have a moment. Lord, thank you so much for who you are. And thank you for dying on that cross and suffering for me, for my sin. Thank you that I chose you to be the one that paid for my sin because my sin just separates me from you. Thank you, God, for who you are. We can't thank you enough. We'd be here for the rest of our lives if we tried to thank you enough pray that during this message you'll show us something that we need to change in our lives that's hindering a closer relationship with you God in Jesus name amen please stand for our last worshipful song
Guess it's time. Amen. <laughs> uh, good to see so many of you here today. Wow, I haven't been up here in a long time. You can see everybody up here. Dana, you really do come to church back there. Amen. <laughs> uh, take your Bibles this morning. Turn to Matthew chapter 26. I want to thank all of you for the privilege of being to be your pastor. But you know what? The work of God continues. Amen. And uh, I, boy, I struggled. I read and I read and I read and said, Lord, let me help. I want to help the church on my way out. I want to help Brother Joe as he comes in. Give me something to help him with. And I went through the life of Moses and to Joshua and 
And I said, well, I'm certainly not Moses, and he's not Joshua. Was that? I don't know. Transfer of leadership. I went to, I went to uh, you know, looking over there at Elijah and, and passing his, giving the mantle down to Elisha, and I said, well, I'm not worthy to be like that either. So. But there are some principles there I want you to see, and here's what I want to encourage you with. If today you're struggling, and some of you are happy, I know, but some of you are struggling. Here's what I want you to know. I want you to know, in each of those cases... It got better. Joshua got to go to the promised land. Moses didn't. Hey, Elisha had double portion of God's Spirit on him. Did way more miracles than the mighty Elijah. So here's what I'm encouraging today right before we even get started. It can get just better and better and better. Amen? So you've got to go with that attitude today. But, but then the Lord took me back to one of my favorite phrases in all the Bible, and it's not the gospel this time. <laughs> It's a phrase found in Matthew chapter 26. And I preached, I've preached uh, here and other place on Easter before a, a message from this text, but today's not an Easter message, and he gave me a complete different way to spin it today that I believe is exactly the message for the hour and the challenge that he'd have for you today moving forward as Victory Way Baptist Church. Matthew chapter 26, to get you some context of what's going on. Most of you know this is the... Uh, really where we are, it's Jesus' last week of his life. And, well, I'm telling you what, it's crown-packed full of events through all these chapters. In fact, most of Matthew's written just in this last little bit of Jesus' life. And from Palm Sunday, y'all know what happens then. He makes his triumphant entry, right, into Jerusalem. And, and uh, let me just say right off the bat, that's not the last time he's coming to Jerusalem. Somebody say amen on that. Thank God, hey, that first time he came in on the colt of a donkey, next time he's coming in on a white horse, amen? And I'm looking forward to that. Hey, he, he came in alone the first time, next time we're going back with him. And I'm looking forward to that. I, that first time he came in meek and lowly, next time he's coming in power. And he's coming in glory. First time he came with the crown of thorns, next time he's going to sit on his crown. Huh, the throne of David, amen? First time he came and they called him king of the Jews. When he comes back, he's going to be called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hey, make no mistake, this isn't the last time he's, he's come to Jerusalem, but that kicked off that week of events, if you would, and, and everything from the triumphant entry uh, to his victorious resurrection really happened in one week uh, through there. You think about all that happened. During that week, Mary anointed Jesus with, with that alabaster. Bastard box, that expensive oil that he did. Judas made the deal to portray him for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus washed the disciples' feet during that week. And he instituted the Lord's Supper, had his final meal there, and he promised and he taught on the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, amen, the one who would teach and guide them and, and would indwell and abide in the believers. And it's during that week also that he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed. Prayed for, as we'll see a little later, Himself. He prayed for His apostles. He prayed for us. Right there in the text. You go read John 17. It was during that time also that He went to the cross. Shed His blood for you and me. How many of you are thankful for the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus? What a song, amen. You might not get excited, but I was crying, amen. That's good stuff. Might not be your style, but boy, I tell you what, you listen to those words, if that don't move you, you need to get saved. Somebody say amen right there. Today would be a good day for that too. And thank God, not just His death on that cross, but His glorious resurrection on that third day. 
All happened, kicked off during that week. But in the midst of this week, there's an event that happens, and we're going to look at a couple of events, but, 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 but there's something that he says as a phrase, if you would, that jumps out at me that, that is one of my favorite, again, phrases in all the Bible, and, and it's found here in our text, Matthew chapter 26, and, and he's, he, it's while he's at the Garden of Gethsemane getting ready to pray, and, and it's from this text I want to give you the challenge today, from this phrase, if you would, that, that I think would summarize not only our Savior's life to a T, but the challenge that he would have for you and me as we move forward to serve the Lord, maybe not necessarily together in that sense, but in the way he would call us to do in the future. Let's read it together and grab this phrase and see what the Lord has for us. Matthew 26, verse 36, the Bible says this, Then cometh Jesus with him unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. That tells you southern right there. Amen. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to, to be sorrowful and very heavy, the Bible says. Then saith him unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch for me. Here's the phrase. The Bible says this, And he went a little farther. Everybody see that in your Bible? And he went a little further. Father, we pray for the next little bit as we, Lord, I believe, expound the, the simple truths, the, the challenge you have, uh, Lord, have given me to give to these dear people in this hour, on this day, in this place, as they get ready to move forward. Lord, help us to understand we're called to be imitators, as we've learned in Sunday school. Followers, mimics of Christ. Help us to understand how Jesus went a little further. And Lord, in some areas that we need to go a little further into, help us to take the challenge and leave this place changed, ready to do that very thing, to go a little further for the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll praise you, give you glory, give you honor for it all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Bible says he went a little farther. Can I tell you, I'm just going to look at a couple events of that week we talked about this morning, and we'll be done, but I want you to see that I believe a couple areas that he demonstrated. You know, he's our greatest example, by the way. The greatest example you'll ever have will be following Jesus Christ. Amen. And as our greatest example, listen, some of the areas he went a little farther in, I want you to see during this week that we're talking about, that, that last week of his life, that is an illustration for us to go a little further in, uh, or as follows. Look at the first one with me. Flip to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. We're going to flip around a little bit today, a little bit different for me, but that's all right. I'm just preaching what he asked me to preach, I believe. So, John chapter 13. Here's your challenge number one. Jesus went a little further in his service. Jesus went a little further in his service. And I believe he's asking us to go a little further in our service. John chapter 13 gets you the context of, uh, of again, one of the events of that last week, really the last night, if you would, is he's in the upper room with his disciples, and he's there in the upper room, and he's, he, they're, they're going to partake of the Last Supper here in just a little bit. But one thing that happened that night was, was interesting. Jesus took a towel and a basin, and he went and he washed the feet of the disciples. If you're there in John chapter 13, say amen, so I know you're there, and we'll... 
We'll read what the Bible says. and Look at verse 3 with me, just again, sake of time. Matthew, or John chapter 13, verse 3, the Bible says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hand, and He has come of God, uh, come from God, and went to God. Look what it says. He riseth from supper, laid aside His garments, and took a towel, and girded Himself. And He poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. So here's Jesus, and he takes that towel and, and pours water into a basin, and, and he takes a towel, and he has every one of his disciples come over, and he washes their feet. Now on the surface, maybe we wouldn't understand this in our culture. There's some cultural things you need to understand the significance of it. In their culture, listen, listen uh, they didn't have Nikes or Red Wings. Or cowboy boots, somebody say amen. They either walked barefooted everywhere, or they had sandals, open sandals. They also didn't have paved roads or concrete roads. They walked on dirt and dust. And one of the things that would happen if you walk on dirt and dust with bare feet or open sandals, guess what's going to happen with your feet? Besides stinking all the high heaven, somebody say amen on that. They're going to get dirty. They're going to get dirty. Alright, so, so anybody would come for a meal or in their culture, anybody would come to somebody's house for a meal, one of the things that would happen is, is they would take the lowest servant in the house and assign them to wash the guest's feet. Are you with me so far? Here's Jesus grabbing a towel, grabbing a basin of water, and he's washing the disciples' feet. The sovereign God of heaven, the creator, the sustainer, and the savior of the world humbles himself to become a servant to those that should have been serving him. To set an example for us on service. Jesus went a little further in service. He humbled himself to the lowest of low to be that sacrificial, that sacrificial servant. Look what he tells us. Look at verse 13 in our text. Back to it. But he didn't just do it. He told us to go do the same thing. Look at verse 13. The Bible says, You call me a bastard, Jesus said, and, and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. That's exactly who I am. Yep, I'm master and I'm Lord. He said, if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, if I've performed the lowest servant duty in the entire household in their culture, is what he's saying, and I've washed your feet, look what he says to them. Ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you, there's the key word, an example that you should do as I have done unto you. Now, I know we've got brothers and sisters out there that call that an ordinance of the church, and I'm not splitting hairs over that. Hey, I don't think there's anything wrong with washing your feet. Some of y'all need them washed. Somebody, amen. Brother Joe can do that when he comes. Hey, hey. But the idea here is not about the washing of the feet as much as it is about lowering yourself to serve others. The God, again, the God of heaven, the one who created all, the sustainer, the Savior of the world, humbles himself. And not only was he obedient to the cross, he was obedient to serve others by performing the lowest act in that culture. Let me ask you tonight, or this morning, whatever it is. What do you want to be more than you want to be a servant of God?
See, we like to be somebody, right? We all want to be, we want stature and fame and all that stuff. I believe what we need more than anything else and what Jesus commanded us to do and set the example to do is to be servants. Go a little further in service. You know the Bible's full of that word servant. 500 times the Bible, the word servant used in the Bible. Job 1.8, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? You could have called him a lot of words, but you know what we called him? His servant. Hey, Joshua 1.2, Moses, my servant, called Moses his servant. Out of all the words, hey, my great leader, hey, the one who, who brought them out of Egypt, the one who, who, who took them across the, the, the sea that split, listen, the Red Sea, listen, uh, he could have called him all that wonderful, you know what he called him? My servant. My servant. My servant. Joshua 24, verse 15. He says this, and if it seem evil to you today to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. The psalmist said, serve the Lord with gladness. Thirty times in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus himself is called a servant. Jesus even said, Luke 22, verse 27, I am among you as he that serves. I ask you again, what do you want to be more than you want to be a servant of the Most High God? Quit wanting to be somebody and start wanting to serve somebody. That's what the Lord's telling us. We need to go a little further in service. Albert Einstein said this, we need to trade the spirit of success for the spirit of a servant. I'm afraid the modern church is, today is too much looking out for the number one, right? What can I get out? What do you got for me? What do you got for my family? How about you, instead of wanting to be served, come and try to find somebody else to serve? Go a little further in service. Jesus did. I think that's the service. Quit wanting to be served and go serve somebody else. I think he's telling us serve when it's easy, serve when it's hard. Hey, serve when it's convenient. Serve when it, listen, when everything else is in the way. Put priority first to be a servant of the Most High God. The Lord's called you and I to be a, go a little further in service. That would mean this, don't just sign up, show up. Somebody say amen. He's, a preacher can come and Brother Joe can come next week and maybe he's got something on his heart he wants to, I don't know what he's doing but, but, but whatever he's got on his heart and where, how he wants to lead you hey you might get all fired up and we'd probably have everybody sign up give it two months see how many still show up the Lord's saying go a little further that's your challenge this morning go a little further in your service don't just sign up show up but don't just show up either hold on Show up and serve. See, some show up and just watch the show. Show up and do what you're told to do. Hey, go a little further in service. It means don't quit when it gets a little difficult. It means don't quit it, uh, because something else came up. Don't quit because that's exactly, uh, everything doesn't go exactly the way you think it should go. Pastor Joe, you, your brothers and sisters in Christ here in Victory Way Baptist Church need you to go a little further in service. Most importantly, the Lord commanded you to do it. He said, do like I've done. Humble yourself to the point where it's more about serving others than it is about being served. Think about how Jesus served quickly. We'll just hit a couple thoughts this morning. He served without exception. He washed every single one of those disciples' feet. You say, what, what's so significant about that? Well, think about it. Think about who was in the crowd. Thomas was in that crowd, wasn't he? What's Thomas known for? Thomas the what? The doubter, right? Hey, he doubted. He didn't, he didn't even halfway believe. He was a skeptic, if you would. And you know what Jesus did? He washed his feet anyway. 
Wash the feet of the doubt. Hey, how about this one? Uh, who else was in that crowd? Peter was. You know what happened with Peter? Just a, just a couple hours later, he denied the Lord Jesus Christ. Ain't got nothing to do with him. Remember that? Promised he wouldn't, but guess what? Jesus said, well, for the cock crows three times, you will. Guess what he did? Denied him. Three different times. Hey, listen. It, Jesus washed his feet anyway. Guess what? This is why we can't throw people to the, out with the bathwater. Somebody say amen on that. Because Peter wasn't done, was he? Who preached on the day of Pentecost? It was Peter that stood up there. 3,000 people got saved. Amen. Hey, just because somebody's messed up and, and, and dressed up, listen, or messed up and fessed up, whatever, they get all, all denying, they get all that stuff, listen, walked away from the Lord and quit on all that stuff, don't throw them away. Amen. Don't throw them away until God does. Somebody say amen on that. He washed the feet, think about it, of a, of a doubter. He washed the feet of a, 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 of a denier. He washed the feet of a deserter. Guess who else was in that crowd? Don't miss this, Judas, right? Judas. You say, what about Judas? Well, you know what Judas Iscariot means? Judas means false. Iscariot means praise. Literally means false praise. His name tells you he was, he was a denier right from the, from the get-go. He was going to be a deserter. And you know, he's about to sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. You know, there's some people that, that you've invested in in the past, and I've invested in the past, that you poured your heart and soul in. They'll trade on you. They'll backstab you. They'll turn on you. You know what? Serve them anyway. I wasn't loud enough. Amen. See, here's the difference. You and I don't know who they are, Right? Unless they got a pattern of it, then you ought to know. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Jesus knew every one of them. He's an all-knowing God. He knew exactly who was going to... He knew Thomas was a doubter. Hey, he knew Peter was going to deny him. He even told him he was going to. And he knew Judas was going to betray him. But you know what he did? He humbled himself to the form of the lowest servant and washed their feet anyway. Okay, go a little further in service is what I'm trying to tell you today. I believe the Lord would have you do that. He served, listen, without, without exception. But he also learned, served without expectation. Let me ask you this real quick. Did anybody wash Jesus' feet? But yet we're, we go into this stuff like, well, I did this. How come I wasn't recognized? I did this. How come they didn't do that for me? Right? Jesus never, Jesus never got his feet washed. If anybody deserved his feet washed, it would have been the Lord Jesus Christ, right? But he served, listen, without, without exception, he served without expectation. Can I encourage you? When you get to the place of service where, where Lord leads you, that congre this congregation needs you, and they nobody owes you anything for doing it. Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross for your sins, was buried and raised again. Listen, he shed his blood. That's all the payment you ever need for any service you'll ever do, for him or for anybody else. Serve. Hey, go a little further in your service. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 12, 15, I will gladly spend and be spent for you. I want to tell you the greatest day in your life is when you'll get to the place where you serve without expectation. Whether anybody ever pats you on the back, says good job, bad job, whatever, it really don't matter. If you did it for the Lord and you did it from the heart, hey, praise God. Go serve and serve a little further. Paul Chapel said this, a servant is one who gains by giving, lives by dying, and rises by Kneeling. Jesus went a little further in service. Victory Way Baptist Church, I'm telling you today, go a little further in service. Flip back to our text, Matthew chapter 
26. So I believe not only would the challenge be to go a little further in service, but I believe also it would be this. We need to go a little further in supplication. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean prayer. Y'all know me, i got to have an S there. Somebody say amen. <laughs> I started with an S, i got to keep an S. Prayer. Back to the Garden of Gethsemane is where we go here. Y'all know what Gethsemane is? It's a, it's a word that literally means oil press. It, it, it has the idea that they would take a press and press oil out of olives. I got to see one when I was, when I was over there. and was, uh, You wouldn't want to be under that press. Somebody say amen on that. And, and, and it pushes that olive, presses out all the oil out of it. What a fitting name for the garden that all the forces of, of Satan and evil itself would pour down on the Lord and Savior as he prayed. In fact, he, think about it as he's pressed here. Look what the Bible says, verse 37. It tells, he tells a little about, about what he's going through. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. By the way, how many were at... I'll you, give you something free here. How many were with him in the upper room? Y'all are, are at the Lord's Supper, to say it that way. There's 12 before, before Judas left, right? How many are with him now? In the Garden of Gethsemane. Y'all know how many showed up at the cross? As far as I can tell from my Bible. The closer you get to the cross, sometimes the harder it is, the smaller the crowd will get. That's just free, just throwing that in there. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee and began to be, listen to what he is. He began to be sorrowful and very heavy. In fact, he said this, verse 38, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me, he said. Jesus described his own, his own sorrow there and three times. Literally, Jesus is here and he's praying. The whole pressure, literally. We, you know, we say this all the time. I just got the pressure of the world on me. You and I never had the pressure of the world on me. But Jesus has. And he did in that garden. He did in that garden. And he's there and he's praying. He told them three or four times, I guess. Or uh, he, he went a little further, the Bible says in verse 39. And he went a little further and... The Bible says he fell on his face and did what? Prayed. His prayer is, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thou wilt. Then, then look what happens in verse 40. He comes back to his disciples and findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? He tells them to watch and pray that you enter not in temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went again the what time? Second time. And did what? Prayed. He said, O oh, Father, if this cup may, may not pass from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, went away again the third time, saying those words, and guess what he did? He prayed again. Three different times he's pressed like oil out of, a, out of an oil press and he, he's going back and he's praying each time. Every time he finds his disciples sleeping and, and not keeping watch as he asks them to do. Not being committed to praying themselves right over here. Let me just ask you this question. How committed are you to prayer? Do you have, even a, do you have a prayer time each day? If you don't, why? I'm telling you what the Bible tells us a bunch of promises from prayer. Amen. I'm thankful, hey, the Bible tells us the, the effectual per, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hey, a lot of things good come through prayer. Now, the Bible says, in all things, whatsoever you ask in me in prayer, Jesus said, believing you shall receive. Uh, there's an old saying, people say, pray and doubt and do without. Pray and believe you shall receive. Amen. James 4, 2, yet you have not because you what? 
Ask not, the Bible says. We know these truths. We would quote them all day. How come every time we get in a situation, get in a struggle, some, so many times the last thing we do is go pray? The first thing we ought to do is pray. We're to bring all things in prayer to the Lord. By the way, there's some problems, some trials that only prayer will solve. Somebody say amen. Remember the disciples, they couldn't cast out that demon? Jesus comes along and casts it out. Remember what he said to them? They asked him, he said, uh, how come we couldn't do that, Lord? He said, because this, this kind come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Jesus went a little further in prayer. What did he pray for? Can I encourage you sometime? We don't have time to do it today, but go to read John chapter 17. I know we call that other thing the Lord's Prayer. This, that's the real Lord's Prayer. An entire chapter of Jesus praying. There, there's one recorded in the Bible. Y'all know that? Wouldn't that be cool to hear our Savior pray? It's right there. Go read that chapter. Oh my goodness. You'll see everything He prayed for. Let me give you a free, couple free things here real quick. Just, just Sunday school type stuff. You know what He prayed for? Number one, He prayed for Himself. We're not supposed to do that. Well, Jesus did. <laughs> uh, John chapter 17, verse 1. You don't need to flip it. I'll just read it to you. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, thy, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. He prayed for himself. Can I just tell you this? If it's big enough to concern you, it's big enough to concern God. So many times we got in a place where we can't think we pray for ourselves. We've been beat down with that like it's selfish, selfish. God, Jesus prayed for himself. If he does, it's all right. Somebody say amen. My Bible still says, hey, uh, but, but he said, be careful for nothing, but with everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. He said, take everything to him in prayer. We need to get, go a little further in prayer. Someone said this, the greatest problem we face is not unanswered prayer, but it's unoffered prayer. Hey, but he not only prayed for himself, he prayed for others. You, you read John 17, verse 6 through 19, he prayed specifically for his apostles, the leaders, if you would. And, and, uh, he, but, but then he goes on after verse 19, and in verse 20, boy, I love this verse. Uh, I want to tell you about this. He prayed for you and me. Did y'all know that? In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for you and me. I believe that prayer was in the Garden of Gethsemane. You, you can split hairs with me if you want. That's what I believe. Amen. I just know this, maybe it wasn't, but I know this, he prayed it, <laughs> wherever he did. And he prayed for you and me. He said, wait a minute, how did he pray for you and me? We're, we're all these years later and something. Listen to what it says, John 17, verse 20. He says, neither pray I these for these alone, talking about the apostles and the leadership there. He said, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. How do we hear about Jesus? Through his apostles. Hey, how did we come to believe? Because they wrote it down. Somebody told us the gospel. How Jesus died for our sins and was buried and rose again. And we believed the message. And we believed on the, the Savior behind the message. And we got saved by the grace of God. Where did that come from? From the apostles. And Jesus prayed for us before they even came on the scene. And he inspired on the bright half of what they wrote. He said, I'm not just praying for you. I'm not just praying for me. I'm praying for those all throughout the etches of time until I return. That'll believe on me. Isn't that pretty cool? I want you to think about that. Our Savior prayed for you. Say that to yourself. My Savior prayed for me. <laughs> By the way, He still does. He's forever at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and me. Isn't that cool enough? <laughs> Jesus went a little further in prayer. 
Can I challenge you, Victory Way Baptist Church? Listen, we need to go a little further in service, but we also need to go a little further in supplication and in prayer. Can I challenge you? Listen, go a little further. Pray for yourself. Pray for Pastor Joe and your leadership. Pray for other believers. Hey, pray, pray for folks that haven't even heard the Word of God yet, that God would convict them, and you would be a part of going and sharing the gospel with them and seeing them gloriously saved. Go a little further in prayer. How's your prayer life? Many times we got real honest. I'm talking about me too here. We're like the disciples. Instead of praying and making supplication, we're asleep and snoring. Somebody say amen. I've heard some of you in church. Somebody. <laughs> I wonder how many times maybe, this is convicting, I wonder how many times Jesus had the same thought about me. Or maybe how many times he had it about you that he had about disciples that night. You know when he asked the question, what, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you're not entering into temptation, he said. Let me give you a truth. Your spiritual life and my spiritual life, Pastor Joe's spiritual nobody's spiritual life will ever rise above their prayer life. Jesus went a little further in prayer. He went a little further in service. He went a little further in supplication. Lastly this, he went a little further in salvation. Y'all know what happens at the end of the week, right? <laughs> Thank God. Jesus willingly lays his life down on Calvary's cross, takes the beating you and I deserved, suffers, lays himself down as a ransom, as our substitute. Peter put it this way, who his own self bear our sins in his body on that tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you're healed, amen. That's spiritual healing, by the way. Now, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, Paul put it this way, for he, made, uh, or, for he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made uh, the righteousness of God in him. 1 John 2, 2 makes sure we understand he did it for all of us. Somebody say amen to that. And he's the propitiation for our sins, not ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Praise God he didn't just die. Thank God he did in our place. And thank God he was our substitute. Thank God he was our atonement. Thank God he took our place. And thank, but thank God he got up from the grave. Amen. Resurrected on that third day, just like he said he would. That's the gospel message. Y'all know that. Amen. It's a message you got to believe to be saved. That's what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15, 1. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Verse 2, by which you're saved. Verse 3 and 4 tells us exactly what it is, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Listen to me. If you're, not, you're here today and you've never had a time and place, you can't look back through, the, through your life and look back to a time and place where the Holy Spirit of God convicted you and you turned and you put your trust in Jesus and Jesus alone and you believed He died for you and was buried and rose again. You confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God is raising from the dead and and you receive the promise that thou shalt be saved. And listen, if you had look back in your time, you've never had a time place for that, you need to get saved today. He prayed for you back in the, in the garden. He's praying for you today, and I'm praying for you too. Respond. Listen, he went a little further in salvation. He paid the entire price. It's time for you to repent. Change your mind. Believe. Put your full weight and trust in that gospel message, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Victory Way Baptist Church, here's a challenge for you if you are saved today. Because he gave us a challenge to share that message with the world. We need to go a little further in salvation. Now you and I can't save anybody, amen? We're not the Lord, we understand that. But we got the message who can. And we know the man who can. 
And so let's go tell them about the message of the gospel. Let's go tell them about the man. His name is Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. Let's go get out there and tell them. I want to tell you what, we've got to go a little further in salvation. Jesus did. Telling people how to be saved. It's not time to slow down. It's not time to slack up. It's not time to quit. It's time to go a little further. It's time to go a little further. That's my challenge for you today. Jesus went a little further. He did it in service. Would you be willing to go a little further in your service? Some of you haven't served since Moby Dick was a minnow. Can I get an amen? Or if you signed up, you quit a quarter way into it. That's not going a little further. It's time to plug in. Hey, get behind Pastor Joe and let's go a little further. Maybe we need to go a little further in supplication. We'll never rise above our prayer life. Pastor Joe needs your prayers. Your brothers and sisters need your prayers. Let's go a little further in prayer for one another. Let's go a little further in salvation. Let's proclaim the gospel to a lost and dying world. Let's keep that the priority. Always keep that the priority. Hey, if you're scared to talk to somebody, hand them a track and run. But get the word out. Somebody say amen. You can't run, hand them a track and roll. Somebody say, <laughs> if you're really chicken, just stick it in the beer carton. Say, amen, at the grocery store. But let's go a little further in salvation. Jesus went a little further. Don't you think we should too? That's the challenge. Victory Way Baptist Church. I want to hear back a few years from now and be able to say, they went a little further. They went a little further. Otherwise, my 10 years is a waste. You don't quit. It's time to go a little further. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the challenge. We thank you for a Savior, Lord, that went a little further. Lord, help. Help me in whatever my next call, wherever you're sending me to serve next, to do that very thing, to go a little further. Lord, help Bickerway Baptist Church and Pastor Joe to do that very thing. Go a little further in service. Go a little further in prayer and supplication. And go a little further in proclaiming salvation to a lost and dying world. Lord, I believe we do those three things. Not only will we honor you, but Lord, we'll see much fruit to your glory and to your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd stand with heads bowed and Eyes closed all over the room. Let me just put this out real quick. Maybe you're here today and when I was talking about salvation, I was talking about the gospel, I was talking about having that time and that place. That you you may not remember the date or the day, I'm not talking about that, but you, you ought to remember the event when you placed your trust completely in Jesus Christ to save your soul. If you heard me talking about that and you were sitting there saying, you know, I, I haven't had a time or place where I repented and changed my mind, where I put my full weight and trust in the fact that he died for me and rose again. Then can I encourage you, today could be your day. Get that settled today. 
He said, Preacher, how? Well, the Bible tells us how. Romans 10, 9. That if thou, that's you, shall confess. Word means agree with God. That Jesus is Lord. And believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. There's your gospel message. Here's the promise. Thou shalt be saved. Isn't that a good promise enough? Let me ask, with no one looking around, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I'm not going to call you out, I'm not going to embarrass you. But if you're here today and you say, Preacher, I, I can't remember a time and place where I put my trust in Him. Completely. Would you just raise your hand up right now? I just want to pray for you. Anybody like that in the room? can't remember that time. I can't remember, I can't remember the event where I really gave Him all of my heart. Anybody like that? So then the challenge then is for you. If you're professing to be saved in here and you had one of those times, the challenge really is for you. How many would agree that maybe you need to go a little further for, in service? How many would just say, hey, I do. I, I, everything's more about me and more about than it is about the Lord. Many, 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 many hands. How many would say, now if we don't get every hand on this, then you need to come to the altar and repent a line. I need to go a little further in supplication and prayer. If I could raise anything else, I would. Wow, our prayer lives. God forgive us. Gave us the greatest tool ever to talk to the sovereign God and have our needs met. And we don't utilize it. My challenge is to go a little further in prayer. How many would just say, hey, you know, I've really gotten slack on telling people about Jesus, on handing out tracts, whatever your methodology is, on on sharing the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I haven't witnessed anybody in quite a while, and I need to get more serious about going a little further in, my, in proclaiming salvation to a lost and dying world. How many would say that by show of hands? Hands all over as well. And here's what I'm going to do. This is a simple invitation today. Miss Joanne's going to play softly, and as she plays softly right now, you can do business with the Lord there. Right? You can do that in your pew, and that's fine if that's your choice. But Maybe you want to step out and say, I'm going to get even a little more serious about this, and I'm going to just say, Lord, I sure haven't been serving you the way I should. I'm coming to make a commitment to serve you. Go a little further in service. I haven't been praying the way I should. I'm coming to make a commitment to pray a little more. Maybe I haven't been sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ like I should. I need to come make a commitment to go a little further and proclaim the salvation. Whatever, your, whatever business you want to do with the Lord, this altar's open. You come as Joanne plays this morning.
Lord, we thank You that Jesus went a little further. Help us. This church, Victory Way Baptist Church, and wherever my next station in life is, to do that very thing, to go a little further. We'll give you praise, glory, and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. What a challenge there by Pastor Mike. I want to ask you if you'll go to the back. Everybody give him a hand. If you don't mind going back to greet everybody on the way out. Um, just want to make everybody aware we're going to have a celebration. We're going to celebrate Mike Wells in the back. and Everybody's invited. Uh, we've got food back there and uh, I slaved over that all night. No, thankful for everybody that's uh, had a part. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say publicly, I want to say one thing. Whether you realize it or not, we've been to Bible college for 10 years. And uh, I just pray that, you know, we've taken advantage of that. And uh, what any good leader does is set the table for the next step. And the table's been set. And so uh, let's celebrate Mike Wells. And uh, anyway, if you, get, if you need to tell him anything, tell him when we're back there is all I can tell you. And if you've never heard about a rock at Eastside Speedway, he'll probably talk to you about that too. All right, let's sing our last song. To God be the glory. to 